listeners. We're dusting off the cobwebs in the podcast studio. Welcome back to TSR. It's been a good long while, hasn't it, Nancy? Uh, yes. We were trying to figure out exactly how long before the show, and we think five months? Five months. I think the last one we did of these was towards the end of November. Was it the end of November or beginning of December? Mm, I think end of November. All right, well. It's been a while, we have anyway. an ex- We have an excuse. So, yeah, if you didn't catch our last episode, you might have missed the fact that we're parents now. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> God. Wow. It's, yeah, that... It's been a while, and it's still weird to think that. Yeah, I, we we had... Uh, we, we had, had ideas that we were going to be recording again faster and vastly overestimated how soon we'd be ready to do that again. Well, see, there's this little problem when you have a new baby. They don't sleep. Mm-mm. Uh, and they do sleep. When they do sleep, it's in like two to three hour chunks, if you're lucky. Uh, so, yeah, we had that problem. And then I was on maternity leave. So I was very tired toward the end of the day from watching the baby all day long. And you were very tired from working and having to go to work by yourself. And then uh, we had a pandemic. We, we still have a pandemic. So Didn't see that one coming. No. So um, it's been very uh, hard trying to get into a schedule. Uh, our child is now finally sleeping both... In the long term and currently right now. Although he didn't take that long to fall asleep tonight. Uh, So we decided that as our child now has a bedtime between 7.30 and 8, we can start podcasting on the weeknights when he's asleep. (laughs) Yeah, so I mean, listeners, if you'll indulge us, uh, we'll just kind of catch you up on what we've been up to. Um, December December 13th, we welcomed our son, Owen Peter Schwartz Larson into the world yes we did that and um <laughs> and we did that as in the name yes it's deliberate mm-hmm. that, <laughs> yep owen larson uh it's like a litmus test yep i i remember when i first put the names together myself because owen had always been on, on the top of my baby list for boys and i said oh no we can't do that and i went oh yes we can (laughs) it's our prerogative i will point out it's significantly better than luke larson who sounds like a country singer No, luke larson is awful yeah wasn't gonna do that but uh that was an interesting day um (laughs) was an interesting day yes it was i I mean understatement beyond beyond just they cut me open and pulled out a baby yes beyond that but i mean you and i were sitting at home we had a we had a time scheduled it was star wars related because Uh we were watching the mandalorian we were because (laughs) we were we'd gotten up early and uh our scheduled time for the or wasn't we were supposed to be there at like 11 30 or something like that and then we were we, there was a mix-up because the time my doctor told me was different than the time the hospital told me when i went for my pre-op blood work and stuff so i called the doctor the day before and they were going to find out so they called me that morning and they were like oh yeah don't get here until like 11 30 there's no there's no reason for you to be sitting around so i said okay called my mom told her and then we're like well we've got like an hour or so to kill we were up early because it wasn't like either of us were yeah gonna sleep which we should have (laughs) hindsight that was a mistake well yeah but um so we're like well the the episode of the mandalorian just dropped today because it was it was a friday and so let's uh, watch that. And it was the prison episode. I can't remember the specific name of it, but the one where they go to get the guy out of prison. Um, and we got about five minutes into it when my phone rang and it was the doc- my doctor's office, someone different at my doctor's office who was like, um, yeah, can you come in now? We had a cancellation, um, so we can have you get you in at noon. And I was like, like, noon as in, like, or there, like, I'd be having the surgery then? And they're like, yeah, so can you get here at 10? And it was 
nine ten at the time. And we live about forty minutes away from the hospital. No, no, forty like forty five to fifty minutes away mm-hmm. from the hospital. When traffic is good. So we both looked at each other and we're like, uh, sure. This means having baby earlier. So we rushed to get there. Then we had to wait for my mom. Then we rushed upstairs and then of course we had to wait like 15 more minutes for them to actually bring me back but despite all that they rolled me in like exactly at noon like literally the ob came into our the pre-op area and was like all right well i'm ready whenever you guys are so i'm just gonna be sitting in the lounge waiting." <laughs> i'm like that usually is not how these things go <laughs> so yeah we had to pause the episode of the mandalorian and i think i think we watched it eventually that weekend <laughs> I can't remember if we watched it that weekend or if it was sometime the next week. That whole that whole stretch of time is just a blur for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot better now with the sleeping. Yes. Much better now with the yeah. sleeping, which is why we can podcast again. Yes. In any case, yes, listeners, we're sorry we took a longer hiatus than we initially thought we would, but <laughs> we're back. Everyone who's actually par- who's parents now are laughing at us, thinking, <laughs> ha you, you silly people. Thinking you silly it would be- people. Uh, and also, yeah. we're sorry if we start talking a lot about parenting things on the podcast. If you follow me on Twitter, I've basically stopped talking about Star Wars and become a baby account. Uh, <laughs> happy to announce TSR is pivoting to a parenting podcast. A parenting podcast. <laughs> Nerd parenting. Uh, that's only mildly, mildly true. Yeah. Uh, but in any case, we're back. We've missed you. Um, mm-hmm. Glad to be here. I'm glad to be recording again. I have, I missed this a lot more than I thought I would. Aw, that's sweet. Aw. <laughs> You're waiting for me to say I missed it too. You didn't, did you? I missed sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm finally catching up on my sleep, which now means that I now have the mental capacity to miss other things that I did before I had no sleep, so... <laughs> Oh, boy. Um, And uh, we just want to also mention, yeah, we know that um, I'm just going to quote every commercial airing on television right now. We're all in this together. We're all in this together, (laughs) and we're all going through this profound, difficult time. Um, It's good to be here. It's good to be podcasting again. It's good to have a community now more than ever. Yeah. and I'm glad that we can get back to all of you. If in some stupid way we can help you all through the world burning around us, that's great. Yes. We hope we can help. Yep. Because <laughs> we need help. <laughs> oh, yeah, we do. Um, in any case, welcome back. Yes. What do we do now? We don't have show notes. Great. First episode back, we don't have show I have an icebreaker. You do have an icebreaker. Excellent. I see people on Twitter posting the Star Wars challenge. The Star... Oh, right. Right. The Star Wars challenge. So let's do that. Question number one. Um, First off, uh, Diana in the Twitch chat. Uh uh, No, we will not be singing High School Musical. I don't know that. There's a song we're all. I know that, but I. But we're not going to sing it. No. Nope. (laughs) Nope. We're not pivoting to a musical podcast. (laughs) Well. I mean, you could. I couldn't. Yeah. Uh, In any case, Star Wars challenge. Favorite trilogy. I don't think any of this is going to be groundbreaking news for us. (laughs) Uh, the OT. Yeah. The original trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. Favorite couple. I don't think I actually know this for you. Um, and let's say it can be non-canon. Uh, probably Wedge and Iela then. Really? Yeah. Uh, I thought you were going to say Finn and Poe. <laughs> Are you, you mad about that? I'm uh, mad about that. <laughs> uh, mine is... Guess. Uh, Luke and Mara. Yes. Mm. Favorite character from the original trilogy... Brian. Wedge Antilles. <laughs> uh, do I need to say mine? Uh, <laughs> is he here to rescue you? Yes. Luke Skywalker. Uh, favorite character from the prequels? Uh, <laughs> do you have one? <laughs> uh, well, let's just go with Dexter. 
Dexter. Dexter Jester. Why? I don't know. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, mine is Obi Wan. Uh, Fav- I mean, that's a good answer. Favorite character from the sequels. Oh gosh, Th- this one's actually much harder for me. Yeah. I think it's Poe just barely. You could say Wedge now. <laughs> I could say Wedge now. Um, I don't actually know what I would say for this because Poe is my favorite of the new canon characters. Um, but Luke is in the sequels. But I don't necessarily like Luke <laughs> in all of them. Well, let, let's make this easier for you then, and we'll just say of the new characters introduced in the okay. sequel trilogy. Um, then I would say Poe. And it's yeah. only partially because, oh, he's so pretty. Yeah. Favorite trio? Yeah, Ray, Pin, and Foe. Ray, Finn, and Poe. <laughs> wow. Pin and Foe. That's a good... uh ship name mm-hmm. um i think i have to go with the og luke on and leia i mean that's that's there's nothing wrong with that answer yeah. favorite friendship <sighs> favorite friendship luke and wedge <laughs> yeah even though they totally were doing it on hoth <laughs> yeah that's one of my favorite friendships um I'm going to say, okay, if we go for the movie-wise, movie-wise, it might be Obi-Wan and Anakin. Um, yeah. Or Luke and Leia, but you don't get as much sibling stuff with them in the movies as you do with them in the books. Yeah. Um, and then there's also, like... Mara and Mirax, which they totally dropped the ball on in Legends. Uh, there was such a great setup there, and they just didn't do anything with it. Yeah. And then, of course, Fit and Poe. Even though that should be more than just friends. Yeah. Favorite droid? Uh, loved you, R2, but it's BB-8. Really? Yeah. Aw, BB-8. <sighs> if we're counting, like every droid like from everything like i i want to say ap5 because he's me he just wants to be left alone and organize things but i think of all of okay so i'll go with i'll can i can i pick two can i pick a human or a droid and a non-human i'll give you two so i think non-human or droid i have to pick r2 just because of you know nostalgia's sake i think of i but i think K2SO is a very, very close second. I love K2SO. K2 K2SO. is a really good, solid choice. Yeah, he's really great. Um, who would be your Jedi Master? <sighs> I'm actually going to say Rey, because I want to be a part of that new order. Uh, that's totally divorced from the dogma of the Jedi of old. I... So... I could be cliche and say Luke, uh, but I think I would. I I think I would be a bad student for him because <laughs> I'd just be like, oh, "You're teaching me the whole time." I I think I would say Leia. I think Leia would be a good teacher. That really is a good answer. Yeah. Yeah. Favorite lightsaber color. Um. Purple. Really. Yeah. I mean, my You're, my blade from Galaxy's Edge is purple. Yeah, I'm gonna say green because that was my Galaxy's Edge color. Yeah, light side or dark side? Light side because dark side is just a path to rot and decay. Yeah, it's it's not fun. Like I like being nice to people. <laughs> do we even have to do number twelve? An overrated character? Kylo Ren? No, Boba Fett. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, Boba Fett. I actually don't think Kylo Ren is overrated. I think he's... I think there's a lot of unrealized potential potential there. I don't even think that. I think it's just the way people idolize him. Oh, I totally think there's unrealized potential in how he could have been written as an antagonist. Yeah, that's true. But um, More on that later. Yeah. Underrated character. Underrated character. Um... I mean, you can't, my gut says Wedge, but you can't really say Wedge is underrated. No. Can you? 
No, not he's a, he's beloved. Not a monk um, Oh, this is hard. <laughs> Just Pava. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I'm gonna say conics. Oh, that's good. Because I feel like there's a lot more stories about her that we don't know about, and she's been through in every of the sequel trilogy movies, and she participated in the mutiny and i feel like she probably has some guilt about that and i would love to get more stories about her mm-hmm. um favorite ship and let's say that's a spaceship okay because <laughs> we already had favorite couple well i mean i'm always going to answer with the classic t65 incom x-wing yeah what about like a named ship Named ship. Um, oh, that's harder. Yeah. Oh, hmm. I'm such a starfighter guy that I never really pay much attention <laughs> to, like freighters and. I mean, I guess you could just like say that. the be the Falcon. The Falcon I guess. Um, I think mine is the Ghost. <laughs> Ghost is a good answer. I can get behind that. Uh, saddest death. Oh, this is a this is a hard one. Oh God, because I I have so many choices from so many mediums. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, let's just say not Ton and Iron Fist. Because okay, because that's my legend's answer every yeah. time. Um. I wish I'd looked at these questions ahead of time. Um, <laughs> Let's just stick to movies. Okay. Um, or TV. Visual media. I I can't believe I'm going to say this, but Han's death wrecked me. Yeah. And I never thought that would be the case. Han's death was really rough. <laughs> uh, I am going to say Chirrut. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's... That's a good answer. Yeah. Favorite cast member? <sighs> cast member. Oh, that's even harder to choose. <laughs> um, I can't separate the two, so I have to say both John Boyega and Oscar Isaac. <laughs> there, That's good. Uh, Mark Hamill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Duh. <laughs> that's it. Oh, that's our icebreaker. There's our icebreaker. Oh, we're back. Yep. So we don't we're not really going to talk about news this time around. Um, we'll get back into news as we start recording more. There's not really any news anyway. There's not uh new Alphabet Squadron books coming soon. Uh, they're doing a book club on it over on the official site. Check that out. Yes. Um, and there's I mean. There's a pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> Celebration may or may not happen. May the 4th. A lot of stuff oh, yeah. is on sale. May the 4th tomorrow. That's why we're doing yep. this. We're going to drop this uh, on the podcast feeds on May the 4th. Rise of Skywalker is on streaming tomorrow. Rise of Skywalker hits streaming services. Uh, or, well, Disney Plus. <laughs> what have you thought about Disney Plus so far? Uh, I have enjoyed it. It's been it's been a solid streaming service. I think we're getting more mileage out of that than we're getting out of Netflix these days. Uh, Well... You might have. I got some mileage out of Netflix earlier, but I'm going to talk about that later. <laughs> uh, so we didn't really finish. We talked about The Mandalorian on, I think, on our last episode. But we had we didn't talk about it since the series, this the show ended. So do we want to talk about yeah, The Mandalorian? Yeah, let's talk about The since Mandalorian. Since we're, we're watching it, we, we just finished episode five. We're watching it. Um, I really... Was surprised. I think I said this when we talked about it originally that I was surprised at how much I liked The Mandalorian. Um, I was preparing not to like it and just was watching it just because. Um, I actually really enjoyed it. There's things I didn't like about it. Um, it's not perfect, but like I was not in after the first episode. Yeah, I I I was tentatively, but the second episode really solidified it for me. 
Um, and I will say a lot of it's because of Baby Yoda. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Although the funny thing is, when we watched the first episode, we the first hated time, that. It's we like, were are, so mad. Are you kidding? We were really mad, and it's it's hilarious in hindsight. Yeah, I mean, because you you stop at episode one and you see this Baby Yoda thing, and you're like, really? Then they sell you on episode two. Yeah, which he's is so cute. Which honestly is part of the reason I wish I could have binged this show. Yeah. As opposed to waiting week for week because the first episode did not do it for me. I'm glad they didn't air them all in a row just because I know how fandom is. And it was nice kind of having something to look forward to. But at the same time, like, I, I was really looking forward to rewatching the show for your other podcast mm-hmm. because I wanted to see if I liked it more binge and i actually find that i like it less binged because i know it's coming and so all the filler stuff is like i'm it's it's even more it's, annoying it's even this more time. evident now like i you know we just finished watching that gunslinger episode which is pointless and like like literally the only point of it is that we know people are after the mando but we knew that they were after him in the last episode and that people are after baby yoda so it's like you know get to the point yeah and like i don't necessarily mind episodes like that but for a show like this where there's such a hook you know and he's on a he's on the run having him like do other things like that prison episode while i liked that episode i'm like okay but What's the well, point? Especially when we knew going in what the episode run was. Yeah, and that it was it, only eight episodes. Yeah. Um, so, I, I mean, why don't we talk about the first episode just for a little bit and kind of our general impressions on it, just mm-hmm. because it's it's setting the tone. Like, right away you get these immediate Western vibes. Yeah. I really loved the aesthetic of the show. Like, everything about the way it looked was, I think, was dead on. All the different planets were really great. I, I've, I've said this before that um, there was a lot of hate about Galaxy's Edge from some Disney fans and Star Wars fans, too, that they were very angry that Galaxy's Edge was not on a planet that we knew we knew beforehand, like, why didn't they recreate Tatooine or Hoth? Like, I want to go and relive my, live on this planet that I've seen in movies. Um, in a lot of comparisons to Harry Potter and the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Um, and no matter how many times you point out, well, there's so many planets in Star Wars that it's impossible to pick just one. And so, and they want you to, like, create your own adventure. But people, you know, were just annoyed about that. Once The Mandalorian came out, and it was such a big hit, people seemed to stop complaining about Batu being an unknown planet because they were like, oh, this looks just like Batu because every planet in Star Wars has a similar aesthetic, even when they're you know, in different environments, it's very easy to point to something and say, that looks like Star Wars. Yeah, and more importantly, I think The Mandalorian showed that there is fun to be had going off of the familiar beaten path that Star Wars has trod for so long. Yeah, I was actually annoyed that that one episode was on Tatooine because I don't think there was any reason that it needed to be there except for us to go, oh, look, they're on Tatooine. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Like... It actually annoys me that they're there because they don't do anything with it being Tatooine. Like, I'm like, what is Tatooine like now five years after Jabba the Hutt is dead? And the Empire is gone. Yeah. And like, other than the fact that a droid owns the cantina or runs a cantina or works in the cantina, we have no idea. Yeah. So, um, but I I liked the first episode. It's weirdly paced. But there were so many travel montages in yeah, a 35 minute episode. There were. <laughs> but um, I think the thing that surprised me most, other than Baby Yoda, because that surprised everyone, was how much I like the Mandalorian. <laughs> like, he is like, legit you- one of my favorite characters in Disney 
canon. And I, I won't lie, I'm predisposed. I was predisposed not to like the Mandalorian because I we both never like, like the Mandalorians. Yeah, we don't like Boba Fett. I mean, and of course, there's that whole argument of whether or not Boba Fett is Mandalorian or not. But like, I never got into like um, the Mandalorian culture in like Legends. Or even in Clone Wars, um, I think the o- the only time I've ever really cared about Mandalore or the Mandalorians is when it came to Rebels and Sabine. Um, and even that, I didn't care as much about. I really just cared about Sabine. Yeah, um, we cared about Sabine more than we did Mandalore and the Mandalorians. Yeah. So I was just kind of like, okay, whatever. Um, but... The the few times the show like delves into the Mandalorian culture and you see the other Mandalorians, like it actually makes me wonder, okay, what the heck How, happened to them? What happened to get from where we were in the Clone Wars yeah. to here? Yeah. And full disclosure, we have not watched Clone Wars yet, and I don't know if we will because we're not big fans. <laughs> but I, I probably will I might air I might queue up the last arc. Yeah, I I, I at least want to watch that one. Um, yeah, we, just because. Admittedly, we watched the Bad Batch arc and then just bounced. No, off. we watched the first episode. We oh. watched the whole thing. Okay, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll watch the last arc. Um, but like, you know, now after watching the Mandalorian, I care more because I want to see what the Mandalorians were like beforehand, how they got to how they were in Rebels, and then how they are now. Like, um. But yeah, his character, I was ready for him to be like another sort of Boba Fett type character or even like a Han Solo type character, like a, you know, that guy in the gunslinger, like the Han Solo wannabe and just be annoying. But I love that he's so stoic, but you see little glimpses of his personality shine through and he does have that Hanish quality where he should be super competent, and in some cases he is. But, but he's th- also always in over his head. Yeah, <laughs> and like, and there are instances where he's like, he knows he's not the, uh, you know, the best at certain things. Like that episode where I know we're talking about the first episode, but skipping ahead, the episode where um, they're in the. They're helping protect the village from the raiders and the ATSC. I love that episode. Yeah. And like he defers to Kara when she's training them to fight because she was a soldier for the rebellion. Can I sidebar on that for a second? Yeah. E.K. Johnson came up with the best headcanon. Oh, yeah. I remember in that. Which, uh, she, uh, in which uh, her headcanon is uh, Cara Dune and Nash Windrider are cousins. Could you imagine what Cara Dune would do if he if she ever got to Nash? Kill him? Mm-hmm. Uh so yeah, I I was really surprised at how much I liked him. And like it and he has like he, it, they do a really challenging thing, which is they give him a backstory, like a tragic backstory that they only like allude to in flashbacks like with with him you know being a child and being saved by the Mandalorians and showing why he hates droids and it it makes sense like it's it's a completely irrational thing but it's not irrational yeah you know i mean in star wars if you don't like droids it's really hard to get around Mm because there's droids everywhere but also you know he was what maybe five years old when his village was or his planet was attacked like i'm just judging by how old the actor looked and you know all he remembers is droids destroying his family and his home and then so of course he doesn't like them yeah but it also doesn't make him super like broody about it like he's just like I don't I don't like droids, but then he ends up teaming up with IG Eleven when he has to. Which, for my money, the best part of the first episode. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever had the idea to cast Taika Waititi as a murder droid, brilliant. Yes. So yeah, there were parts in that episode where I like on the re- the rewatch, I was like, 
there's a lot of traveling. Um, and that cold open was probably a lot longer than it needed to be with that one quarry. But I think it did a good job of setting up the show. It, and, it was a good tone setter, yeah. I think. Um, but yeah, I'm really interested to see where they go in season two. Um, the end of season one was phenomenal. Like, I mean, there were parts about the the first six episodes that, you know, were kind of frustrating because some of it seemed filler. Like, um, I'll say the third episode um, is was fantastic. Um, was the third episode? That was, was Deborah Chow's, yes, right? That was Deborah Chow's. Also, incidentally, one of the best action sequences I've seen from any Star Wars medium. Yes. Was that escape uh, with the child. Yeah. Fantastic. So, so good. So well directed. And you can totally see why she was given the Obi-Wan, the show. Obi-Wan series. Yeah. Which hopefully will still happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so, yeah, those that episode was great. And I was like, oh, OK, you know, they've had me here. And they kind of had a few where I was like, uh, OK, I don't know where they're going, because every time they seem to find someone new they left and I'm like, I thought he was going to be like acquiring this crew or like whatever. And then we got to episode seven where they, he teamed back up with Kara and grief and IG 11 and Queel. And I was like, okay, this is what I've been wanting. Those last two episodes were some of the best Star Wars. They were. They were. I've great. ever seen. And Giancarlo Esposito is absolutely fantastic as Moff Gideon. Oh my god! Right? I can't wait to see more of him. And and you know, as Brian and I said, we're not huge fans of Clone Wars or the Mandalorian arcs in general. But even me, when he busted out of the Tie Fighter with the dark saber, went. Oh my, because I know what that means to the Mandalorians, and I'm really curious to see how Din Jaren reacts to that, or like, you know, in all of the Mandalorians that he is aware of in the whatever they call their underground <laughs> group. Although, so help me God if that means that Bo Katan was killed off screen. Yeah, that's a question because I haven't been watching the Clone Wars, so I have no idea what if they've done anything with her. Um, but well, she was in Rebels, so we know oh, she's right. at least yeah. alive at that. She's point. alive then. So yeah, because she had the dark saber in Rebels. So mm-hmm. yeah, we have no idea what happened to her. And there's okay. Let's just address the rumors about Ahsoka being in the Mandalorian. I don't. I don't want her to be in the Mandalorian. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't want her to be live action. Um, Ahsoka is great, but I do not need her to be in everything. And worse, the actress rumored to be attached to her. Yeah. I It's good, like, disregarding the issues with Rosario Dawson, and if you don't know them, uh, please educate yourself about them. Um, other than that, like, it's going to be, it would be, it's going to be weird to see someone besides Ashley Eckstein play ahsoka tano like you know i didn't grow up with ahsoka so i don't necessarily have an attachment to her and i think it's going to be really weird and don't like the idea of someone else playing her so i can imagine what girls who did grow up with the clone wars feel like because it's not just a matter of oh she played ahsoka like she became a ambassador like for star wars and for girl fans and like, even if you don't watch the Clone Wars, you know who Ashley is because of her universe, so... I mean, it would be like... It, it's almost on the scale of someone playing Princess Leia in live action that isn't Carrie Fisher. Yeah, I mean, it's... she She's a huge character for this generation, and it's gonna, it, it's gonna be weird. Um, and I'm saying going to, because they pretty much, like, the way... Rosario Dawson was talking about it pretty much sounds like it's a foregone conclusion. I don't necessarily like it because like I don't want her to be shoehorned in another show. Like her appearances of Rebels, I liked them, but I felt at the end like she should have had her own show. Like well, and she's too important of a character. <laughs> and I start worrying uh, I start worrying, okay, is the Mandalorian going to suffer 
in the same way Rebels did from season two and a half onwards. Yeah. Um, in which it stopped being its own show and was instead more about resolving things from some other show or film. Right. Plus, like, it, I mean, the only way she makes sense coming into there is that um, her being, like, helping the child. Yeah. Now, if they use her as a bridge to getting Sabine in the show, Sabine yes. makes sense. Sabine makes sense. Bogotan makes more sense. Significantly more sense. Like, and especially because Katie Sackhoff played her. And, and would Katie be the Sackhoff right age looks, for Bogotan now. You dye her hair or give her a wig, and it's not that far off <laughs> uh, looks wise. And so. she's pretty much indicated she's game. Yeah. So, yeah, I. It'll be it'll be interesting to see. Mostly, I was really looking forward to a show that doesn't have a connection to other shows. Yeah, I I don't want another show in which someone who is coming into this without having viewed everything else has to do a dive into the Wook. Yeah, every episode. Right, and yeah. So, and like the thing with the dark saber, like of course after the episode aired, there was all these articles like here's what you need to know about the dark saber, but. Like, I don't think that just regular person watching the show is going to need all that. I think the show is going to set up what they need because I I never felt the need to go and research Mandalorian culture after watching any of the episodes. They mm-hmm. gave me everything I need to know. Plus, the people we are seeing are so different from what we've seen on other shows that, you know... We're like, okay, but why does this group of people not take their helmets off? Mm -hmm. And you want to learn more. But when you start bringing a character like Ahsoka in, there is so much narrative baggage that comes with it that unless she is just a blink and you miss it cameo, Mm. it's gonna it's gonna reduce the accessibility of the Mandalorian moving forward. And I don't want to see that. Yeah. Um, Something else we need to talk about is the music. Yes, it's fantastic. Um, Ludwig Göransson did the soundtrack for the show, and it's it's just the, that theme is one of my favorite Star Wars pieces of music. Period. So I'm gonna say I had I had zero interest in this show until the panel at Celebration, and the hook for me were the music cues that they used in the video they showed us. And I was like, okay, uh, you have my attention now because this is a very different looking Star Wars and it's a very different sounding Star Wars. Yeah. Just wow. Yeah, I agree. Um, And if you don't know any of his other work, he did Black Panther, (laughs) which is fantastic. And I think he also did The Bee in Apartment 23. I don't know. <laughs> he did some weird. He did. He was in. He did the music for some sitcom. Um, did he? Did he do? Um, uh, did he do that Neil Armstrong? Or was that Doc? Or was that someone else? The Doc? Or not that Neil Armstrong biopic? First Man? Yeah. No, that was that someone was someone else. else. Okay. Yeah. That that movie had a diff had a similar uh, tonal aesthetic, but it's. Ludwig Göransson's soundtracks are so good mm. because they use all of these tones and scales and modes and instruments you don't typically hear in Western music. Um, so it it in a way gives gives the soundtrack a a a very out there feel, um, and. It, Blends perfectly in for what the Mandalorian needed. Yeah. So what are your hopes for season two? Um, I hope they do more episodes like the end where they all work together as a team. I hope we see Fennec Shand again. Um, oh, we got to talk about episode five. I'll leave. Then we'll come back to this. You go. <laughs> I'm also going to rant about this on the Kanji cast this week. So tune in there as well. Um, episode five was far and away the worst part of this season um it had needless fan service why did you need to be on tatooine if you weren't going to explore what the political 
atmosphere was like with the huts and the Imperials gone. Mm-hmm. Um, the wannabe bounty hunter was just grating and annoying. Uh, you had Amy Sedaris, and you didn't let Amy Sedaris be funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you got Ming-Na Wen. You may have killed her, may not have, but you definitely wasted her. You had her for an action sequence that was shot so dark you couldn't see what was happening. It was edited weird, it was paced weird, and I come out of the first season thinking the weakest points of this season were Dave Filoni's episodes. Yep. Um... Dave Filoni may be a great animation showrunner. I don't believe he is. I don't believe he's a competent live action director yet. Yeah. And I kind of want to use that to be like, okay, if you're giving someone without live action directing experience a shot, you're letting Dave do this. Why won't you let women and minorities without much of a live action resume to their name do this. Yep. Because And I mean like I like I'm not one of those people who say like don't like don't have Dave Filoni do anything in Star Wars because I think obviously He does something's really, like, really well. Yeah, I mean he's sort of been leading I mean he's leading animation for I don't know how many years, but like I I I feel like that's where he belongs, and I don't say that in a mean way. <laughs> I say that because that's where I think he does his best well, work, and that's where he flourishes. Yeah, well, he does his best work there, but maybe one day he is a good live-action director. Yeah. But the idea now that you just give him free reign to handle everything that Lucasfilm produces, live-action, animated, or whatever... It yeah. just seems really premature because it didn't feel like he had the eye or the editing chops or the directing chops to do live action yet. No. And that's tough to say because we love Dave. Dave does good stuff, but his episodes were the weakest parts of this show. Yeah. And I wonder I wonder how I would have felt about that first episode had Someone else been directing and editing. Yeah. I wonder how I I wonder how that fifth episode would have looked if someone else was writing, directing, and editing it. If Bryce Dallas Howard, huh? Yeah. Um and that's also kinda getting into Dave Filoni's kind of unfortunate habit of killing female characters that aren't named Ahsoka. Yeah. And not even just not even just female characters, just characters in general. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it does stand out with the female characters, though. But it does in every piece of Star Wars media, to be honest. Um, I, I would so, like yeah. it if he'd stop doing women of color dirty. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All Star Wars in general, again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will say, to be fair to Dave Filoni, it's not just a him problem. <laughs> You no, know, it, it's not just a him problem. It's not just a him problem, but he does have some tendencies he needs to work on. Yes. Um, I hope I hope that the stuff he directs and writes in season two, yeah, works better than it did in season one. Agreed. Um, because the stuff in season one just felt like speed bumps mm-hmm. uh, over the course of the season, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, overall, though, I thought season one was a tremendous success yeah uh it won me over and i probably was the hardest person to win over for this show yeah um i love the mandal i love the mandalorian as a character because he isn't just some boba fett xb yeah he is uh he's this weirdly caring person this dad in over his head who's trying his best yep. and that was not what i was expecting at nope. all from this show and he like he like you said he's caring you know he's not like the stoic western stereotype um and it could be very tropey the whole show with him like 
you know, like the dad being in over his head is a is a trope for a reason, but it it just works really well because like for someone who wears a mask the whole time or a helmet the whole time, he's very expressive and you can sort of see you can imagine what he's thinking and what he looks what he's looks like under the helmet. So to to have a show where that character doesn't you never see their face except for one moment. It they do a really good job of making you relate to him. And not just go, oh, he's cool, you know. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it so much more than I thought I would. I just really, really hope it doesn't fall into the Rebel season two trap. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. So we're at forty-five minutes in. Uh-huh. We could start talking about Rise of Skywalker <laughs> now, but I have a feeling that would lend us to going for another hour. Okay. So we should talk about it later. We'll we'll talk about that next week. Okay. Um, we we'd originally planned to talk about both today, but uh, we went for we went longer on the Mandalorian <laughs> than I thought we would. Do we want to talk about uh our thoughts about or our initial thoughts about the Rise of Skywalker? Yay or nay? <laughs> uh, yeah, just kind of a high level, and we'll dive in more next week. Um, uh-huh. the Rise of Skywalker was a hot mess, but a hot <laughs> mess that in the end left me feeling. The warm and fuzzy things about Star Wars that I hope I feel when I leave a Star Wars film. Yes. Uh, so, full context, we saw The Rise of Skywalker on December 19th at the 7 o'clock or 6.40 or whatever showing we got to. Um, and Owen was four days old. <laughs> thank, thank you to my parents who not only offered to watch Owen for us so we could get out of the house, but insisted. Yeah, because I, like, everyone leading up to it was like, oh, you're not going to go see Star Wars. And I'm like, they're like, you're not going to want to go. And I'm like, it's not even a matter of wanting to go or not. It's a matter of I'm not going to be able to go on the internet if I don't go see this movie. (laughs) And I mean, yes, I did want to go see the movie. It was a very weird Star Wars movie like leading up to like i solo was weird because it was so soon after the last jedi and like i remember making jokes of i can't believe there's a star wars movie like coming out soon and then when we're going to see solo we're like we're going to see a star wars movie like that feels really weird like it like we don't care about it that much and it's weird that it's actually happening right now uh I cared about Rise of Skywalker, but I had the same reaction where I was like, oh, right, there's a Star Wars movie coming out, and I'm going to see a Star Wars movie tonight because I had a lot of other things <laughs> I was worrying about. And so even though we went out, it was very much the, uh, I'm sure all all parents have the first time they go out by themselves and leave their baby with a babysitter or family. Uh, usually that probably happens a lot later in the baby's life than 40 years mm-hmm. old. So I was very uh, worried about, uh, you know, would the baby be okay? Uh, thankfully, I think he just pretty much slept and had a bottle and pooped while we were gone. But I spent pretty much the whole movie worried about Owen and I I didn't have my phone on. But I like had my hand on my phone the whole time, so if it vibrated, I would feel it. <laughs> so it was a very, very weird experience, and I it was it was pretty much the first time I I sat I thought to myself, "Wow, you're a parent now. <laughs> this is <laughs> this is what it's gonna be for the rest of your life." <laughs> uh, but I. So yeah, I I pretty much spent the whole movie going. This is really weird. Did they really do that? Did they go there? <laughs> All right, I guess this is what's happening now. Uh, but I liked it. <laughs> I mean, we'll talk about this more next week. But I feel like, I feel like you and I, survivors of the legends, legends. trenches. I feel like we were more equipped to deal with a film like Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. There's, I agree with that. There's very much a we've we've had to learn how to take the good with the bat shit weird mm-hmm. and 
find joy in it. Yeah. Um. So we've got some a couple questions. Uh, Can we from mention the chat. some other oh, yeah, things yeah. that we've been doing? Absolutely. In passing. Yeah. Um. So. Well, you've still been podcasting. So yeah, I've done a kanji cast a couple times uh, in the last few months. You've been playing video games. Mm-hmm. I'm eyeballs deep in Animal Crossing. And you've played other games. I don't remember which ones you've played. but There were other games. Uh, have you read anything? I read uh, The Last Emperor by John Scalzi. Did you finish the whole thing? Yes. When? Two nights ago. Why didn't you tell me? Uh, did you finish? No. <laughs> That's why I didn't say anything. But not, but then I would feel compelled to finish. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm done with it. Okay. I'm not going to give you anything else, but I'm done with okay. it. Okay. Uh, I'm like two thirds of the way done with it. The last third really cooks. Okay. Um. So yeah, I've been reading that. I I'm trying to finish that before Tuesday because the new Murderbot book comes out. Um, then I haven't really been doing much of anything. Like I, I just haven't had energy to do anything. I haven't had energy to write. I haven't had energy to, you know, consume a lot of media that is thoughtful. Uh, I'm trying to make myself read now because, you know, I, I feel like once when I read more, I want to write more, but it's just like having a baby is a very like sapping of everything. Of all your desire to create things and do anything other than sleep. Uh, but I did consume some mindless media uh, because I could. Uh, the first thing I watched that Brian hated was Love is Blind on Netflix. <laughs> He's shaking his head. <laughs> It was a fan- seen- it was a fantastic show. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Did you know that Jessica is ten years older than Mark? <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Love Is Blind is a show on Netflix where they take I don't know I don't remember how many women and men it was, but they take these men and women, they put them into a house and have them live there, and then they go on dates with the other half, but they don't get to see the person so they're in these pods talking to each other but they don't see what they look like and the idea is to see if you fall in love with someone and then propose to them and there were like a f- several couples who did end up getting engaged and then they got to see what they look like and then they went on like a trip to mexico and then they went back to Atlanta and lived with each other until they their weddings and then they decided whether they were going to be together or not and two of them actually got married and are still together. So, yeah, it was fantastic. And Brian doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> it was my kind of trash. Mm-hmm. And then not necessarily my kind of trash, but I needed something to watch on the treadmill and everyone was talking about it. So I did watch Tiger King. And uh, my takeaway from Tiger King is that every single person in that show, with with a few exceptions, are freaking crazy as hell. And um, Jeff Lowe especially is super creepy and probably also needs to be in jail. Uh, Carol Raskin did kill her husband, um, but she is not any more worse than uh, Doc Antle, who is the absolute worst because he basically leads a cult. And Joe is not cool. He should be in jail, as he is. Brian has no idea what I'm talking about because he did not watch any of Tiger King. What do you watch on the treadmill when I'm not around? <laughs> I watched it with Owen too. <laughs> this is this is a media I'm exposing your son to. Oh my god! <laughs> and the thing about Tiger King that was really annoying is that, like, it's, so it's a documentary, and it's like, like I got with halfway through, and I'm like. This is, I, I don't know if I can get through this. This is really like, it's dragging out. Okay, whatever. And then they would end every episode with some sort of cliffhanger. Like, did Carol Baskin kill her husband and feed him to the tigers? And I'm like, wait, what? I, crap, now I have to keep watching the next episode because you can't end it like that. <laughs> so, yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> don't shake your head at me. Everyone is watching the show. I, I take your word for it. Whatever. Go 
bake your turnips. <laughs> Would you like to answer some questions now? Yes. Okay. Did you want more? Uh, John asked, uh, did you want more Wedge in Revenge of the Sith? Yes. Revenge of the Sith. Or sorry, <laughs> Rise of Skywalker. Wow. He he'd, used the wrong acronym. He'd be a two. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> uh, yes, but I suspect that this was the only way they were going to get Dennis Lawson. I We screamed very loudly mm-hmm. in the theater. Uh, thoughts on Lando's There's More of Us. I loved it, and I wish we had not seen the fleet shot in the trailer beforehand. <laughs> I really, really wish we had not seen that fleet shot. Yeah. Uh, he also asks, thoughts on new books coming out on Tuesdays of all days? Oh, like, why does it happen in general? I guess. I don't know. It's always been a thing. Like, media, most media comes out on Tuesday, and it's weird, but... Books are Tuesday, comics, comics are, are Wednesdays, Wednesdays, video games are Thursdays. Re- oh, video games have a day? I didn't realize yeah, that. Yeah, usually oh. Thursdays. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why why that started, um, but it's 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 kind of neat because like every Tuesday you'll see like certain authors talking about like other authors' books, but then it gets annoying because when there's a bunch of books that come out on the same day, you're like ah curses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Josh asks, "Is Jenna Lando's daughter, and how can we stop that from happening?" I don't think she is. I don't think she is either. I know like. Apparently, the novelization says something. I didn't read the novelization, so I'm not sure. But, like, I like the idea of... So, I think I think what they said, either the visual dictionary or the novelization or something, established that Lando had a child that was taken by the First Order. And so, a lot of people suspected it was Janna. But I like the idea that it wasn't Janna. And they're now, like, on a search together. Like, he wants to see... Yeah, Janna can probably lead Lando to his his child. child. And he can help Janna find her family. Or Janna, Lando is Janna's found family, which I also love. Yeah, like, I think that's, you know, I just, I really liked that scene with them. Like, I didn't, I didn't get, like, oh yeah, they're blood family. I just thought it was, you know, it was really sweet, Lando, like... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I think that's all our questions. Oh, okay. Um, boy, I missed this. Aw, yay. So, I guess we'll come back next week and talk about Rise of Skywalker. Yes. Can we watch it again? Yeah. (laughs) Heck yeah, we can. Uh, and I think I'll also just officially say we're going to start live streaming all of our recordings on Twitch. Oh, okay. Uh, so, yeah, you (laughs) can tune in. Thanks for letting me know beforehand. <laughs> eh, would you rather not? No, I, I don't care. Okay, we we're we're live streaming this one just because we want to do something fun for our first episode back. But I think we're going to continue with it. Uh, so I'll add that to our outro. Um, you can listen to us live when we record on twitch.tv slash Tashi Station Network. Uh, and you can find Nancy on Twitter with Nancy Pants. That's Nancy with an I. I'm Lane Winria, L-A-N-E-W-I-N-R-E-E. We are on Tashi Station on Twitter. Uh, you can find all of our shows on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, uh, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, subscribe to the Tashi Station Network mega feed for all of our shows in addition to this. Mm-hmm. Um, Columns and news at TashiStation.net. Thanks for listening. Glad to be back. We'll catch you all next week when we finally, finally review The Rise of Skywalker. Yay! So long, everyone. TSR is brought to you by you, our Patreon subscribers. Visit patreon.com slash Tashi Station to help us keep the lights on and to get access to our Patreon-exclusive Slack team.